I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Hey friends, so recently I flew out to LA to meet with Sam Ovens, the founder of school.com to have a conversation about community for his podcast. It ended up being a three hour conversation focused on community. And today I wanted to bring you a portion of that conversation. I asked Sam if I could share it with you all because we were talking about how he's building school as a community first platform and what we think the future of community looks like inside of the the online space. This is a conversation that I want you to listen to and then to give your own thoughts to what we're talking about, because this is a new way of thinking about community as it relates to online programs. Okay, so I want you to listen to this and then I want to hear from you inside of my DMs. So go to Instagram at Shanna Speaks or go to my website, shannalyn.com. It's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. And I want you to connect with me and share your thoughts with me after you listen to this episode. Yeah, I think there's a lot of online space, but not a lot of community. Right. Yeah, because it's just people just make a community because it's like, it's the thing to do. Yeah, it's not email. It's another way to communicate yeah, with people. Yeah, it's like that, right? Like, oh, I've got a funnel. I've got a, I've got a landing page. I've got an email list. I've got yeah. a community. Yeah. And then they're just running it like it's a task. Like, oh, did we do these three things today? Yeah. But yeah, it's missing this for sure. And I think, yeah, you could definitely change that. Yeah. And it's exciting for me because when we create a space where people can show up fully, then they begin to show up more fully in all aspects of life. Until we have other people confirm for us that our voice is valid, that our thoughts and ideas are valid, that we are valid and sad that we need this, but we do as humans, we need that validation and without community, we we often don't get it, or we've been a part of a harmful community that has told us we aren't valid, and then we never want to trust community again. But if we can create that space and we can allow people to show up fully, then they're going to show up more fully in their life. And that's really ultimately what we want. Like, not to be the pageant queen standing up here and saying world peace, but at the end of the day... When people show up fully for other people and they show up fully in their life, like we get the best, we get the best businesses, we get the best schools, we get the best families, we get the best friendships. It's when we hold back because we don't have that validation or because we're afraid of what other people are going to think or say or do or how it's going to be received 
that we miss out. We miss out relationally. We miss out from an economic perspective. And and so I'd like, if we can just create these spaces where people can create these trusted connections, you know, it's going to be messy, but we're going to work through it. They can show up fully in whatever space and, and collaborate. And we can get that hive mind of having people who are working together towards a common goal, right? Just back to the basics of thinking go rich, right? How do we get people together who are smart people coming up with solutions for problems? We're all going to benefit from that. Mm. Yeah. And then world peace. <laughs> Not really, but you know, it has a, a bigger vision for me and I'm excited to see what happens in the community platform landscape. I think the cool thing about stuff like you're building with school is you're building it with community at the center. It's not an afterthought. And you're seeing a lot of people out there that have platforms that are like tacking on community, just like people tack on community to their business. But to, to have a platform that's actually built with community in mind first, it just opens up so many opportunities for people, business owners, nonprofits, doesn't matter what you are. Like if you want to build a community online, you need a platform that is centered around that. Yeah, I found that too. Like my courses that started as courses, but then there's also a community. They're not really like communities. The only real ones are like my mastermind where it started as a community and then the content came from the community. Yeah. And then it was just like recorded and captured and put somewhere. And that formed the course kind of thing. That one, those are way more engaging and people find them way more fun than the other ones. Because the intention of joining that one isn't to join a community. It's to just get some content. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, I totally get it. It has to be community first. It's hard to add it as an afterthought. And I see everyone doing that now, like even for companies like, I know, like this, like yeah. join our community. Yeah. You know, like. You drink our soda or mm. bubbly water. Yeah. Now we're going to create a community around it. Yeah. Like the interesting way. It's to... like the new Facebook fan page kind of thing. Yeah. Like everyone's got to have one, but no one really knows what it's for. Right. But I better post content on there because if not. And then automate it. Yeah. Just pre-schedule and then it And get out. a VA. Yeah, I get a beer. Mm. That's it. Mm. The solution for all things in life. Yeah, but it's exciting because I think the future of business is going to be the community first, and then the things will emerge out of that. Yeah, 100% it is. And people who aren't paying attention to this are are going to be behind. There's just no way with the place that we are in the business landscape, the place that we are just in the social-emotional landscape, that we're not going to have this need for community-focused businesses and community-focused learning and community-centered collaboration. We're seeing it in all areas, not just in online business. And we've talked about this, right? We're seeing it in in-person as well. Community, the online space is just helping us facilitate it. Mm. But the need is there. The desire for connection is there the desire to find like-minded people or to gather around 
like-minded intention and conversation, it's there and it's only getting stronger. So, yeah, I think. I think what's exciting for entrepreneurship is that, you know, the whole problem, if you ask anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, like, what, what do you need? They'll say an idea, right? Yeah. Or, like, and generally they can't come up with an idea because they don't know a problem and they don't know a problem because they don't have a niche which mm-hmm. is a group of people. So they really don't have a community, but they're just trying to think of an idea. Mm-hmm. So they come up with shitty ones. But what I've found is like the best things start with the community first. So like you find your community first, then you interact with the people and you find the problems. Then you can start working on potential solutions and validate things there. And then the product emerges out of that, Right. So I think it's going to open up entrepreneurship a lot for people because they can just find their people first, which is way easier to do than find your idea. Mm-hmm. Like find a group of people you care about, then just naturally find out what problems they have. And by adding value to the community, you're literally like creating a product or a business. You know what I mean? Do you feel like that's the path that you took with consulting.com because you were working with ton of business owners you knew intimately what they were struggling with is that where the idea for school really came from was seeing that need in the marketplace because you had a deeper level of understanding of the info space and the online business space yeah well like in the course world i had focused heavily on the content right And I just couldn't help but notice that more of the value was happening in the community side because people don't log into the content side that much and they don't actually watch the content that much. A lot of people barely watch it, right? But they're very active in the community side and they meet up with people and they make friends and those relationships live on after the course is done. So like, And then when people succeeded, if you kind of reverse engineered how they succeeded, where did the value come from? It was interactions and relationships, right? All the content was really doing is bringing the people together around something, Mm -hmm. right? And so it was just undeniable that that was where the value was. So I figured, well, you know, what are the problems with community? And the biggest one I could think of was it's on Facebook mm-hmm. because that's not exactly like optimized for community. Um, and then I started thinking, what would a like really good community product look like? And, and it, it, it answered so many problems for like the info business owner because, you know, courses get pirated. You can't pirate a community, mm-hmm. right? Um, the one-time fee is a problem because you have to just keep finding new people, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're not incentivized to look after your people. Community solves that because it's a natural kind of membership thing, like a club, right? So now you've got recurring revenue and you're incentivized to retain. And you can't pirate it. And then if most of the value comes from the other people, then you don't have the burnout problem, right? Which is the other one. Mm -hmm. So it made... All the signal was there, right? And it just made a lot of sense. 
So that's really as you created school and you continue to see that grow with its feature set and everything else, is your goal to really keep it primarily a community platform that also can host some content, facilitate content, but not you're not trying to go out there and compete with the big like course and membership platforms. Not at all. Yeah. Now our mission it's funny, we went to Joshua Tree the other, like, almost a week ago with the leadership team of school to come up with our mission and, well, not to do this. We just went to, like, discuss the company, but we defined our, like, values and mission and everything because mm-hmm. they were vaguely there, but they weren't, like, codified. And the mission we came up with is to help one billion people find community. Mm-hmm. So. The course part is just a feature, really. You don't even need the course, right? But yeah. what what I've found is that when a community's going, there's like these really like valuable pieces that emerge on a rare occasion, mm-hmm. and they should kind of be captured and stored in some kind of like separate area for easy access. Yeah, yeah, and that's easy really access. where the course content goes right Mm -hmm. so it should naturally kind of emerge from the community and then stick in the classroom kind of thing and then be polished and codified and restructured over time yeah Mm. it's such an upside down way of thinking about it compared to how the rest of the online space has been doing it for so long when you attract people into school because you guys have a free school community right? Where people can go. Do you find that it takes a little bit for people that come in there to adjust to the concept? Are they trying to basically fit the course and membership content heavy model into it? And you have to sort of help them understand this flip and how to create their business. Oh yeah. Like most people don't know what to do. It's almost scary. A lot of people want to turn community off. Yeah. (laughs) But we're like, no, there's other platforms for that. You can't actually turn the community off. Um, So, yeah, that's the biggest problem I'd say we have at the moment. However, people figured it out, and then they are the people that have kind of, like, stood out in the community. And the more of those people stand out and share how they're using school, the more customers we get and the more groups are created because they have an example and a model to follow. Yeah. That's exactly how it works, right? Mm. Is we get people in, we help them get results, they share those results, and ultimately we end up getting more people in, and the people within the community get more motivated to create the result. So it ends up being this, like, I call it the progress wheel, where we just identify that purpose, give them the path, they take action, they see the result, we spotlight the result, and then it just cycles around keeps them in motion and keeps your community in motion as a whole. Mm. Well, I'm excited for it. Like I, I love the concept that you're talking about and the fact that you're building, building it with community in mind first and not just thinking about it from a software perspective. Like this is the kind of SaaS product I want to have, but you're actually going, we're not, we're not just trying to create a different kind of, system or or software we're we're actually trying to change the way that people 
build their businesses and build their programs to make it more valuable for the people participating and for the business owner and more sustainable. Yeah. It's actually extremely painful to make a course. I don't know if you've ever done it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And it also isn't very fun to watch it on the other side. Yeah, I did uh, in-person workshops and then live beta course and then had to, the thing that took me the longest was actually making the like evergreened version of the course. And also because I knew like I wanted it to be like short seven minute or less videos because man, it's hard to get people to move through content like that. Mm. It's really challenging. And that, I think that's why it holds a lot of people back because there's so much creation on the front end. Whereas a community, you can start tomorrow. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Except it's scary. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen or if you're even going to be able to solve it. You just, you know what I mean? It's like with a course, you get to control everything and give all the instructions. Then you give it to people and. Yeah. But no one likes it. So your community is a totally different paradigm in almost every way, it seems, from what we've been talking about. Mm. It is. Maybe that's why I like it. It's different. It's challenging. They're all different. It's just like people. People aren't the same, so communities aren't going to be the same either. And that's part of the challenge and part of the fear is it's not formulaic, you know, and, and people always want like, hey, what are your scripts for how to respond when like, somebody goes crazy in my community. Like, yeah, there is no script for that because you are a unique human and how you want to run your community. This is a unique human coming from a unique situation, but most of us don't want to slow down long enough to factor in those things. You should see the things I hear. I hear like, can I turn on like post approval for people? Can I disable DMs for all of my members so they don't DM each other? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't want people to organize together to get refunds. Yeah. Oh, and I'm that like, holy is, shit. That like, happens this, all. There's this a is lot not, of that. Yeah, but how are you going to have a good community? If yeah. You, that's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. And then the scripts and then the, can I have a scheduled post? Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. and I, And it just goes back to that, like, the automation and all of that stuff can be a great tool when you understand the intention behind what you're doing, right? So the problem is, is that the majority of people don't understand it and they use it as a way for them to look like they're showing up without actually showing up. And then when it comes to like the post-moderation and all of that kind of stuff. You know, I have clients that do that and I understand why, but again, like they're, they're always, we're always asking the question of like, okay, why, if we have to put somebody on post-moderation, oh, why are they in the community? Or like, what are we trying to hide or what is happening here? It's never something that we're just like, no, we're not going to do this. And I, and I think part of the challenge is, is when you have a community, on Facebook, where the majority of communities are, by default, people are used to using Facebook groups to spam, to come and get, not to give, not to collaborate. They come, they post these posts that make it seem like they're asking for help. And then, oh, by the way, could you like look at my 
lead magnet and read it and sign up for my email list and then go to my sales page so that I can get a retargeting link and then retarget you with ads. Now, they're not saying that, but that's their intention behind Mm. showing up in the group. They think they're really sly, but they're not. People go in there all the time, posting links to stuff, posting memes, sharing political posts into people's communities. And Facebook, in particularly, will hurt your community if that stuff gets shared in there. So, I mean, people who are on Facebook, a lot of times they have good reason to really be closely monitoring their communities because of the nature of just Facebook in general, which is why a lot of people are moving away from it, right? They're they're moving out of that because... You can't, it's like people try, they want to create this little place in Facebook that reflects the culture that they want to reflect, but they're surrounded by crap, like noise of Facebook. So people just, they saw some political post or something in their feed that made them mad, right? Like, and then two seconds later, they see your group or something from somebody in your group, but they still have the energy of that like political post they just saw. And they're mm. bringing that into your group. Like there's no, it's hard to energetically separate your group from everything else that's happening to them on Facebook. So you end up getting a lot of residual, whether it's family drama, friend drama, and, you know, jealousy over somebody's vacation they just posted, frustration over some political thing. And then that bleeds into your group. And so naturally, there's a lot more stuff that comes up inside of Facebook communities. And you get people that are showing up by default, which is to your advantage a little bit. If people already have the habit of going to Facebook, they'll see things from your group in there. But it's also a disadvantage because your community Mm -hmm. people can be like kind of in your community and kind of not. And then all of a sudden they pop in because they've got some comment to post on somebody's post, but they really aren't engaged. They don't know this person. They don't know your culture. They don't even really have fully understand a full understanding of the conversation. But when you build your community somewhere else, you're able to create that culture in a more isolated way where there's not all this other junk. They're in a different headspace when they come to your community. And those that are there are intentionally there. So the level of conversation shifts. And people always say like, well, I'm going to experience a big engagement drop off when I move from Facebook. And you probably will, but high value engagement is probably going to go up. So you'll get a lot like less like likes and random stuff that people get because something shows up in a news feed. But you'll get a lot more high-value conversation when you move your community off of Facebook. And you just have to weigh the pros and cons of that. But either way, the onus is on you to, again, trigger people to go into your community. And that's the biggest challenge that people move off of Facebook have is like, well, now nobody comes. Well, no, because they're not checking that community when they wake up and lay in bed in the morning, right? You've got to give them a reason to go there. But the trade-off is, is when you do a good job of giving people a reason to come and giving them high-value conversations when they get there, that you have a much more facilitated community that is isolated. And again, they're just in a different headspace. So it doesn't require as much of those like moderation tools and things that you need when you're in this like chaotic space of Facebook and just the culture of how people use Facebook. People use Facebook to start drama, engage in drama, and sell stuff. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely other people using Facebook for good things, but generally there's there's kind of that culture on Facebook it bleeds into your group. But when you have a community that is off of that, it's a different headspace. It's a different kind of conversation, level of conversation that you can get. Mm. Yeah, I think it has to be approached with a different kind of philosophy too, because a lot of people are, are in their communities because they've bought a product from them and they don't want to refund the person because they have to give up the money. So like that now they've got the wrong people in there, but yeah. now it makes it toxic. So then no one uses it. So then there's no real value. And then no one's going to refer their friends, right? So now you've got to spend all of your time on marketing. Now you don't want to contribute to your group because it doesn't bring you anything. So you get the VA, you automate the posts, mm-hmm. right? It gets worse and now you've got to spend more time on marketing. So it is a burden to you, right? So that, yeah. I think that's how a lot of people arrive at community. It's like, oh, it's a chore. But the way I kind of thought about it is the, if the ultimate goal is to have a community so good that it, the members provide the content and members refer their friends and talk about it and that's how it grows, then what other task do you have to do? Do you know what I mean? As the yeah. owner? So then it's not a burden. Right. It's actually where you put your energy. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to you. Because, yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a, but you have to stick with it and iron out all of the kinks until it does that, which takes some patience. Yeah. And you have to kind of sacrifice the short term a little bit. Yeah. Which people are terrible at. Um, it's the long game of relationships, right? Like relationships are the long game. But well, every good community I know of just was built that way. Yeah. Well, and relationships will outlast everything in your business. You carry your relationships with you from business to business. I was just interviewing uh, my friend who's releasing this book about this, but she talks about the importance of relationships because they transcend offers, businesses, whatever it might be. It's definitely the long game. It takes a while, but those are much more high value. I mean, I, I bet you when you made that switch with your mastermind community and made it more collaborative, that those were a lot of the people that have been involved with school from the beginning, right? Those relationships transcended that product. And now they're probably in school. They're probably some of your best users and best advocates because they had already built trust and relationship with you inside of that mastermind community. And that happens, but it takes time. Mm. They even funded it. Yeah, so okay. a, lot of, a lot of them invested in it. Yeah. Yeah, so it really does come back around. Mm. But I didn't used to do things that way. I used to spend most of my time on ads. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You built a big business doing that and burnt yourself out, and feel like there's a different way. Yeah. And I think everyone knows it, but they're just scared at the moment. Yeah, but I can tell that it's happening. Yeah, mm. it is. And the best way to overcome the fear is to be in a community of other people who are trying to do the same thing mm. and learning. And that's what, I mean, I know you have your your free community for school and right now a lot of the conversations around features and that kind of stuff, but more and more that conversation is going to be around facilitating the communities that they've created, right? It's going to go from 
how do we use this tool or how do we get feedback on this to how do we create stronger communities that we built on this platform? And being in that space where people are having those conversations is the best way to build the courage to start because you know you have a community of people that got your back when you're not sure what to do. Mm. Yeah, that's what's emerging now. It started out like, we can't use this because it's missing X. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of that. And then there was just, you know, working through all the features first. Then it got good enough that people were using it. And then it was like, we don't know how to use this. So then it was like use case needs. So then a few people kind of emerged with their different ways of using it. And they taught that. And now there's just a lot of management kind of things. Like, how do I run this thing how do i make it good or yeah like a lot of the questions i was asking yeah which is what you're good at our community needs you yeah Mm. come hang out hang out well i'm gonna dive in more i've been in there a little bit lately trying to start some conversations i just like hanging out with other people that care about community and are creating communities to me that's that's what gets me excited, right? Because there's a lot of people. Are there many of them? No. Interesting. Yeah. No. There's Why? There's not a lot. Well, because I think oftentimes it's like what you said. People are starting with the course or the membership first, right? So they start with the program content and they're joining programs that are program content focused, that are facilitated around program content. And then you see the ones who actually have success in those programs start going, well, wait a second. I, I added a community to this because, you know, you said I should. Now what do I do? Mm. And that's where I end up having just a lot of, of one-off conversations with people about what do they do? How do they grow that um, community? How do they facilitate it? We talk a lot about it at a mastermind I'm involved in because they all run membership communities and have a community as a big part of it. But because our space is built around the program content and you add the community, you don't actually experience the challenges of growing communities until you've had success in your program, which most people won't. And then secondly, until you have heard conversations like this, or you've witnessed a community that's different, you don't know any different. Like you don't know mm. that there's more. So you're not thinking like, how can I make my community you know what I think better? It is? Yeah. I think it's people like want to start these businesses and make money, right? Which fair enough, you need to make money to live. So they, the course is just the easy thing to sell. Right. And then they figure out like ads or email newsletter, landing page funnel, whatever. Then they get people in and then they add the community is the like afterthought. And it doesn't really matter if it's very good or not, because it's mostly just customer support, really. Yeah. It's not really a community. It's really a course with a with a public customer support system, I'd say, right? Yeah. And that's it's a distraction to them because it doesn't make the money if they put time into it. So they're trying to put money into ads and content and to get traffic to make more money, right? And that's why they're saying I need to turn off or or block people or do all of this because the byproduct of that is people are like, people aren't happy. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because of how it's being run. 
And so everything's just out of balance, right? But people don't, I don't think people even know that it's possible to make a community so good that people want to use it, that it's so valuable that people would pay just for that. That's so good that people would invite their friends to the point that you don't need to make content or do marketing. So then you it's not a distraction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And you've actually done that. Like you did that with your mastermind community. And then now taking what you learned from that and then giving people a platform that can help facilitate that for them. I mean, I think it's huge because it, I mean, there's definitely those people that just want to build their thing and sell it. And that's, that's fine. Like if that's the route that you want to take, but there's massive, there's massive opportunity, not just for, for money, but for, I think, impact when, when we look at this like community focused approach, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. But I think that's why there's so few people interested in community because it's seen as a chore. Yeah. Not as the key to unlock the business. Yeah. It can be the product. It can be the marketing engine. And it can be like, it can be everything actually. Yeah. Like what you're seeing with companies like Chief, right? Right. Um, There is no content. It's just the people and hanging out and it's growing faster than any course business. Yeah. So I think more and more people are going to discover this and the tools are kind of emerging for this to happen too. It's just hasn't quite caught on in the, you know, the old paradigm of the internet is you just make content. You, you know, you make TikTok videos or you make YouTube videos or you, you run ads, right? Or you blog. Mm -hmm. It's very isolated. Mm. Yeah. Versus you create a community that's so good that people can't help but talk about it and share Mm. it. Yeah. I think that's what's changing. Yeah. I just did a, I recorded a masterclass for somebody for their community for predictions for 2023. And one of the predictions, well, there were two risks. One was that people want more intimate communities. And the other was that your traditional way of getting business with Facebook ads and all of that isn't working. And the solution for that was creating a community so good that gets people results that not only do they not want to leave, but they want to tell other people about. And how do we do that? I think that's what we've kind of laid out is this is where it starts, right? And, And the best way the best way to move forward with that is to get your toes like get your toes wet. You have to get in. You have to start running start a community. Start start small. Yeah, and yeah. get to know people and find out what their problems are and try to facilitate ways for collaborative solutions and learn from that and add more people in. And you know, I think oftentimes we are afraid that in starting something we're committed to it for life. And this is often a fear I see with people wanting to not wanting to start communities because they don't want to have to run one forever. You know, the good ones aren't a burden for any of the people that have them. That's the other thing that's interesting. Yeah. I asked them, do you pay anyone to like do the moderation? And they're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, do you do much moderation? They're like, no. Do you market it? No. So like, you know, they're, it's not a burden. Right. The ones that are run poorly are the burden ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I'm excited for more people to to share about that, like what they're doing and how they're because it it plays out so differently with different people. There's only yeah. a few. I'm not even yeah. kidding. I run my mastermind like this, but a lot of people say they haven't been to. They don't know of any other ones that are run like this. They've turned into these keynote things where a bunch of external people come with keynotes and just speak. Mm-hmm. There's not even room for someone to ask a question or like discuss. Yeah, they've just turned into that. Yeah, or coaching programs mm. with the title of a mastermind. Yeah, yeah. and well-run communities. I don't know many of them like so they're rare so i guess the people that want to do it are rare and obviously therefore the the amount of them are rare but it makes a lot of sense it does i feel like we've solved all the world's community problems with this one podcast if somebody doesn't listen to this and have everything they need to go start a community we've done something wrong or they just didn't listen because this is i feel like this is gold yeah it makes sense, and I've seen it work. Yeah. I'd like to hear the reasons why not. Why not? What? Well, like, why someone wouldn't want to do this. Yeah. I'm guessing it's just because you have to sacrifice the shorter term, and you have to be willing to just have faith in a way. Like, I'm going to yeah. get this group of people together, and we're going to figure it out, instead of I'm going to figure everything out, and then just... Yeah. Yeah. It's a different... It's quite a shift in thinking. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.